0: You're listening to Adapt and Thrive, a survival guide for the modern marketer. How modern marketers can thrive in the ever-changing and often intimidating landscape of digital marketing. Your survival guide begins now.
1: Season two, episode two?
0: Is yeah, right? episode right.
1: two. And I'm here with Mac Robinson. Uh, she's an account manager with L7 Creative, and we're gonna talk about AI and how it's affecting marketing and marketers today. What do you yeah. think about that, Mac?
0: I think it's impacting us a great lot. Um, and I also think, you know, industry-wide marketing is is really seeing a turn of events with AI. I think that it's a great tool and there's a lot of great uses for it. But I think today we're going to talk about just kind of the pros and, and cons of using AI and marketing and what we're doing and how it can be beneficial to us and to marketers nationwide and our clients.
1: Pretty cool. Well, a lot to talk about here. And in preparation for this podcast, I went ahead and took our brief and I loaded it into ChatGPT <laughs> and within seconds, it spit out a basic content outline of what we um, should be talking about today when uh, with ai and how it affects marketers so i'll go ahead and follow this um somewhat back and and we can open up the discussion but um a lot to discuss here so i'll just throw out a uh, you know first discussion topic is is i th- i believe every marketer should be using ai uh, to one to one extent or another within their uh, optimization of their marketing plans um, particularly in uh, when it comes to researching and be much more efficient um there's a number of tools out there some some are you know paid for some are subscription based i happen to use uh i'm a beta tester with chat gpt and i'm using that and i just saw a blog by shelly palmer uh, from the shelly palmer group that he tested uh chat gpt against bard and he uh, I think the re- early reports are that uh, in his in their opinion uh, the testers opinion uh, chat GPT was far superior so um, really? number of tools I think the, the point is if you're a marketer you know get in if you're not using uh, um, AI, get in the game and start and start to utilize it and so let's talk about that Mac and how you u- use it and how you see uh, maybe uh, an application for our clients to use it and other marketers.
0: I think it's a great tool to build a skeleton to build an outline and be that first stepping stone along with of course our brain power of all the wonderful people here at l7 to just to really hone in on a strategy I think it's important to use in the beginning from the work that we've done as a research tool and I think it's important to remember that it is a tool and not a replacement so for our clients and for everyone else listening uh, very very important that we're using this. There's so many agencies across the nation um, and it's important that we don't get behind. So we definitely need to use it as a tool. It's just a matter of how we use it um, and how we incorporate it. And it may even be more administrative stuff that our, our clients aren't necessarily seeing per se, um, all the time in the finished product, but it's, it's really a stepping stone. And I think that's very important to note.
1: Yeah. I, you know, in prep for this uh, podcast, you said something that was really profound. You, you, you really cited uh, lazy applications for, for AI versus uh, ones that could potentially, um, be more efficient. Um, let us, you know, apply our, uh, unique skill sets and creative process uh, to, to solve a problem. And, and the way I see that is, you know, uh, for me in the creative process, I use it in the beginning to, to cut down on research time, where I could, you know, potentially cut 75, 80% of the time out of the research phase by using an AI tool. And therefore, it allows myself and my team more time. To put into the, the actual creative, what we're actually creating,
0: use it to help create the beginning of an idea. But as an agency and as a team, we're really fleshing out those ideas after the fact. Um, so I think that's really unique, and I would love to hear your thoughts on that as well.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, we talked about the different departments. So <clears throat> copywriters using it, uh, you know, to develop, um, you know, good. Basis for their research, right? Because all all projects generally start out with research. Um, so I think it can really help their um, developers helping to solve um, code issues, challenges there, um, even in in artwork to kind of get a different maybe perspective on. A piece using um, some of the art um, components of uh, that OpenAI has to offer. Um, I've actually used some. You know, it, it's never going to produce a finished piece. Well, uh, I shouldn't say never. It's not right now, right? Right. You know, <laughs> we know it's 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 kind of pretty uh, amazing and astounding at how quickly it's adapting and um, uh, and improving. Um, uh, even, even to the level of optimizing, um, you know, advertising and paid advertising, and and uh, talk to our um, uh, social media uh, director. Uh, she's using it to to kind of give her some starting points on captions for what's trending in in social media, and then taking that and you know, kind of editing. And really um, because I found in in many, many instances, the first run piece from a AI software is really not suitable for, you know, public consumption. Um, And I've I've done it. I've I've tried a number of things just for fun, for example, uh, writing positioning statements, taglines, names just it just doesn't quite do it <laughs> right no
0: exactly and and through what we've read and through our processes and what we've done I think it's it's pretty apparent bad prompting is is gonna not necessarily yield great results or a finished result shall I say um, you think about going back to, to days in college or days in school and when you would write an essay you know the professor or the teacher would give you a prompt I promise you that prompt didn't start and end the same way right they had a journey to get to the finished prompt that they they were then going to hand to the student uh to complete the essay and i think that it's really important with chat gpt and in the bard i'm not sure how that will kind of change our relationship with chat gpt um but i it's important to remember that It's not necessarily the most accurate, and it is going to take a human hand. Again, it is a tool, um, and it is a learning machine, so we have to train it, and then it, it can, in turn, in a way, train us. But for now, there's really a need for oversight in our industry for humans to kind of take what it's giving us and turn it into more of a masterpiece and and recognize that it's not a finished product. And it's important for us to educate our clients on that too. Um, again, we are the experts and and they're leaving it up to us. So we, we want to really make sure our clients feel like they're in the best hands possible. Uh, especially with, with all these changes happening in AI across many different industries. So again, hitting the nail on the head with that point that the bad, Prompting is not necessarily going to get us to a place where we can have a finished result without human intervention. Um, it, it takes a while to figure out, you know, what prompt is going to make it tick, what prompt is going to get the best outcome. But even from there, we still have to take it a step further.
1: So, yeah, I think you're talking about some of the downsides, uh, really, that marketers face when, when using it. I mean, you can prompt it to go down a rabbit hole that you never wanted to go down and you end up with just garbage i've seen that i've actually tested it (laughs) done it Um, exactly so there's just some some issues there that that i think we all need to be aware of when we're using um ai in our in our marketing and and uh Uh, different aspects of marketing from, you know, optimizing campaigns to, you know, uh, creative to uh, content writing to, uh, to even just uh, the research um, as well. Um,
0: Well, that's, that's a good segue to our next question, Tom, Uh, what are the downsides of AI for marketers?
1: Yeah, good. And (laughs) I think we just talked
0: about some of them, but if we could kind of elaborate on that.
1: Well, I think if two, if two, AI, uh, two marketers, uh, two competing marketers, for example, uh, within, you know, a short time, let's say days, put in the same challenge, they're going to end up getting pretty close to the same um, response. I mean, it won't be exactly, it won't, you know, it'll, there's going to be some variations because uh, AI is learning and some people say exponentially, but I think it's going to, it's going to give you the same solve. So at the end of the day, marketing's all, I, I think in some cases, in a lot of cases, marketing and not branding, but marketing is, is potentially about outflanking your competition. You Absolutely. Know, getting getting <laughs> ahead, stealing their market share or creating more market share, or, you know, um, you know, it, it's about market share. And if you're, if we're, you're all using the same tool to produce the same, virtually the same results, then you're going to have parity, right? You're going right. to have a marketing parity, and we've already seen product parity and what that can do. It can drive prices down. It can make it more challenging for marketers. Can eat into their, into their uh, market share. Um, so we don't want marketing parity, and and that's why you know that's why agencies can always be the, the good. Go-between for that, the good, uh, a, a good source to kind of sort all that out and 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 really bring a unique perspective uh, to clients' marketing and, and, and hopefully you know uh, increase uh, exponentially increase your market share. Um, so yeah, I think I think that's one way to look at it.
0: Yeah. And I, I think it's really funny that that's the the path that you took to answer that question, because I was actually going to ask you kind of how you feel about, you know, you and I are working on company A or I'm working on company A and you're working on company B and we're both creating a new inventive shoe product that we're going to market. What's to say that we won't come up with a different? outcome or the same outcome? And how is that going to be navigated in the space in terms of not necessarily copyright infringement, but intellectual property infringement? How do we differentiate? And I think you did answer that in a sense by saying it is the humans of our agency per se, um, since, since you went that route as well, that add the individual component to the creativity of the baseline that ai is giving us and um that's you know, really going to prevent chaos from ensuing in the future and from stealing other people's work or from copying you know copywriting was created to continue and stimulate the the building of new ideas and new creativity that's where that all started so if we look at it as a tool again you know to build and just remember that We're not wanting to copy other people's work, but that's important for us to focus on and again, educate our consumers on is that yes, AI can provide that baseline and that we are going to take it a step further. That's what the agency offers that's best for our clients. AI alone is going to produce the same result as somebody else and that's absolutely not what we want. We wanna come in and and interrupt the space. Um, we want to be that catalyst and come up with the new ideas. So I think it's definitely important to educate, but also to remember that um, if you and I are working on the same product and we're both inputting similar prompts into AI, are we going to come up with the same result?
1: If maybe the challenges in developing interesting and Provocative prompts for AI, you know, to develop different, a different perspective that it can learn from, um, and taking that base information and, uh, uh, and, and, and results of, of what it's giving you back and taking it, taking the marketing in a different direction. Um, you know, cause that's what we do. Obviously, um, when we, we look at, we look at, you know, there's, in marketing, more than anything, I think there might be an infinite number of ways to solve a challenge, to solve a problem. You know, um, and 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 sometimes there can the, the further you dig, the deeper you dig, you can find a better way to solve a cha- a problem. For example, I brought up that. <clears throat> famous ad campaign by goodby Silverstein: got milk question mark mm-hmm. terrible um you know uh, uh grammar <laughs> but we we talked earlier and there's no way ai would could ever or would ever come up with that headline for a campaign right it's not going to happen right
0: absolutely
1: um so for right now we humans have the edge yeah. Hopefully we keep For sure.
0: that edge. Hopefully we do keep that edge. And I think that kind of ties into the pros and cons as well. So I, I, I really admire that point of view and I hope that we continue to bring that to our clients and continue to really take a step forward in the right direction and, and Implementing it in the beginning and early stages of the process, but you had alluded to earlier Tom Potentially in in some stages not all because not everything's fit for it using it in the end stages Do you want to elaborate on that at all? Is how that relates to marketing and how we might see it more in the end stages or are you feeling more? early stages and
1: and I'm I'm really feeling in the creative process and I look at everything as a, as a, you know, cause I'm a creative director. I look at, <laughs> I look, I come at it from that perspective and there's a creative process that we, uh, we respect and we adhere to, um, and, 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 and all creative directors do. Um, and I see, it, I see AI tools being more applicable in the beginning stages and, you know, to, to allow us to, be more efficient. Spend less time in the in the research phase, and later on in the process, you know your your synapses are firing in all different levels, and I just don't know that I'm smart. I'm not smart enough to put the right prompts into 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 the AI tool to be able to create some. I haven't been able to do that yet, um, and, and, uh, because even when I've tried and just played around with it and tested it just for the fun, uh, it, it hasn't come up with, with suitable, uh, work that I would, I would ever present or even talk about. And, and in a lot of cases, it just didn't produce work that you could even utilize in, in the final stages of a creative process. Now I did give you that one example is a passion project. I'm writing a movie script and I, one of the characters has a West Virginia accent and, uh, I wrote, I took a scene and I, and I don't really know how people talk in West Virginia because I've never <laughs> even been to West Virginia, but I wrote this into the script. I wrote uh, her accent in there and I took her, her, um, and I asked, and I asked the AI tool to, to translate this, this, uh, script, uh, with this characters, um, discussion, this talking points and, you know, script dialogue and, and translate into a a West Virginia accent. And, and I was astounded. It, it, you know, I, I don't know how accurate it is. I have to assume it's, it's fairly accurate. I was going to (laughs) ask,
0: of course, not being from West Virginia, it, it could be hard to say, but I think that's a really, a really brilliant use for, um, kind of AI is an enhancer right you did all the footwork you did all the research you wrote the entire thing start to finish and and you come in and you're like i really want to top it off i want to put the cherry on top and how do i do that i'm going to enhance my work by using a tool that's able to gather information and give me the accent that i need because i i'm not from there per se right and Before AI, you may have had to consult with somebody who was born and raised in West Virginia. Um, Not that you wouldn't have been been okay with doing that, but it it really you learned something from it, I'm sure AI also learned something from it. So you're teaching AI and AI's teaching you in return. And I, I do think that is a, a pro of AI is the enhancement factor that we see um, in those cases. And that's a really good example.
1: Yeah, it, w- it was really fun. And I, and I like I said, I as I mentioned earlier, I took one scene out of 50 scenes or <laughs> 48 scenes. And then from there, I said, Okay, I got it. But to be honest with you, it seemed a little th- thick for me, right. so I toned it down. Because, uh, because at the end of the day, she this character is not actually from that area of the country. She's just putting on an act, so, so to speak. Gotcha. Okay. So, so who's to say? In my world, I created the character. Right. I'm going to say she doesn't quite get it right either. To me, there is no real subtleties there. Yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty black and white. And as humans, we need to build subtleties into into whatever we're uh, generating from AI. So I, I do think we'll find more and more ways to use it throughout the process. Um, as I mentioned, some applications we've had in the agency, and I'm sure marketers that are listening to this and are interested in AI, I would bet, Mac, what would you put the percentage? I would say that a fully... 90, 80 to 90% of them are already using AI in some degree.
0: I would say it depends on the generation um, of marketer, but I would, I would have to agree that it's on the higher end, closer to, The 100% mark. I'm not saying 100% of marketers are using it, but definitely over 50. Um, A study that I read recently—let me find that statistic—but it did allude to the fact that over 60% of of marketers are using it to improve the consumer experience throughout um, all of their endeavors. Endeavors, sorry, with marketing. So um, I would bet to say it's between 60 and 80% at the moment, if not even. Higher. Uh, there's so many uses for AI and marketing that some of our clients and otherwise may not even be aware of. You know, you talk about the online shopping experience, you're reading reviews. A lot of those tools have AI incorporated into them and you may never know it. Um, so it, it's really just a matter of sticking to your brand and sticking to that voice and and using it in a way that makes sense. Um, but you yeah, definitely yeah, have to hop on the train. <laughs> it
1: would be really, really sad if, 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 if an agency or a marketer led an AI tool developed their brand voice, because <laughs> <laughs> it, it's not, it wouldn't be authentic. And that, and that is the key to developing your brand voices. You need authenticity.
0: Right. And, 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 you know, L7 has something that's so, unique and creative is our brand blueprint and in looking at that process, looking at those steps, you know, listen, articulate, plan, and then we had to strategize in kind of phase B and C of of our brand blueprint with all of our new clients. Um, Do you feel as if AI will be incorporated eventually into all of those steps or do you feel like it really is in kind of the more planning stages and you hope it stays that way?
1: Well, I, I don't know if I hope it stays that way <laughs> to answer your question. I do think it will end up permeating through every phase uh, of those processes and every phase and everything we do within the agency. I just don't think um, there's any way to avoid it uh, because it's getting so powerful every single day and there's some ethical issues there. And also the the question is, how many market marketers will lose their job due to a I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but how many and and what kind of marketers and, 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 and who in the department um, and, and will there be a shift, you know, from uh, because this is adapt and thrive. I mean, we need mm-hmm. to adapt. Right. right. We need to give the marketers the tools to adapt and then thrive. So I do think there's going to be some adaption
0: (laughs) just because it's, it's just a whole new world for, for a lot of people, including myself, including you, I'm sure I know you've had some experience with it in the past, but how do you just to turn it back to a, a new segue, but how, how do you think we can make AI more ethical, uh, in the future in terms of, of marketing and losing jobs and and kind of that transition that we're navigating currently
1: i wish i had an answer for that i don't (laughs) know that we can we can really put a governor on ai because after at the end of the day right that's the that is the um the power of AI is the fact that it doesn't have a governor. It can draw from l- as much data as you can feed into it. And in right. my early you know, exposure to it in, in, in 2012, we developed um, uh, branding and, and taglines for a company uh, here in San Diego that was an early stage company. It was funded. Uh, they were called Sparkle City. And they were using big data. And that was my uh in introduction to ai and, and i had no idea that 10 <laughs> years later that once they solved the big data uh, conundrum that 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 really would take the shackles and just unleash ai and here we are today and we have now google utilizing it we're getting, you know we have we have countries around the world there really is no governance on it there's no there's no um there's nothing controlling it You know, we hear a lot of discussion points uh, with with, uh, you know, with politicians, with uh, really smart people like Elon Musk, for example. I I just don't I think it's the proverbial. um, How do you get the genie back in the bottle? (laughs) How do you put the toothpaste? You know, any analogy you want to you want to come up with. I think it's out. And I don't know that there's any way to really fully um, put that toothpaste back in the tube.
0: Yeah. And I will say I agree with you there. Um, I do think it is out. It is in the world. And there is no regulation at the moment. But I would have to disagree with you in the sense that uh, I think we can make it more ethical by looking at it from, from the perspective of beauty is in the eyes of the beholder, you know? The, right. it, we as companies, as agencies, have to find a way to set those ethical standards so that they it doesn't get too far out of hand. Now that's not to say that people aren't going to use it for things they shouldn't use it for. I think it will be again down to the leaders of the smaller businesses or larger businesses truly say yes we can use ai for these things but no we're not going to do that because that's not ethical um and at the end of the day it is the choice of the individual and that's that's what's great about ai is it takes you on this journey but i really think it's important for for leaders to remember that, and I, I think you've definitely done a good job, um, just keeping the the dialogue open between the team, um, and I think moving forward with that mindset is going to be really helpful, for for others as well.
1: Yeah, no, thanks for that, and I I think, well, we so we have our first. I think real um, disagreement here with um, on our (laughs) podcast (laughs) and not so much a disagreement. I I agree with everything you said. It's just, I don't know how when you're dealing with human nature, let's say a marketer's job is on the line. She's got, you know, unrealistic goals and she's under, under budgeted. I mean, and she's making a good living at what she's doing and she. figures out there's an AI tool that can help her campaign get better. Maybe it's unethical what she's doing. I I just think the temptation's too great. Yeah. You know?
0: I I would agree it comes down to kind of your, your ethical or moral compass and, and if you're willing to go that length to do those things and yeah, it's definitely down to the individual. I would have to agree with you on that. But from a from a company standpoint, from a from a business standpoint, you know, I think that leaders do have the ability to incorporate regulations into our own handbooks or so on and so forth. For example, we're not gonna use it to do something bad for our clients Um, obviously that's a given we want what's best for our clients but you know I, I can't say that about every agency this one I know we always do what's best for our clients so it's just important I think to reiterate those things but Again, human nature, for sure, definitely would have to agree with you There is gonna get the best of, of people, especially some marketers. I mean, it's a, it's a great tool, and if you're, you're looking to streamline and, and make some more money fast, I mean, maybe it, it could be a quick grab for cash, you know? Not that there's anything wrong with that. You gotta do what you gotta do, but at the end of the day, it does come down to the individual, um, for sure, from a company standpoint. I think we can just take our, our current practices that various different companies have, you know, and, and practice ethics in that way, catered towards AI moving forward. But on an individual level, yeah, I'm not yeah. too sure how much we can governance we can do there at this point.
1: <laughs> yeah, and at the end of the day, we're, we're not curing cancer here, although AI has, has <laughs> got a great application for, right. for uh, you know, uh, Being able to, to discover a cure for, for certain, um, diseases or all diseases. And it's being used now for a lot of those things. But, um, I think in closing, you know, I would say for marketers, if you're not using it, and if my calculations are right, maybe you're the one out of five who, who are not using it, get into it, start utilizing it, see how you can use it in your marketing, um, you know, make sure your agency is using it for uh, ethically, Yeah. you know, and, um, uh, and, and, and use it for good. And, and uh, again, my, my main points are, uh, I can be more efficient. We can be more efficient. L7 creative can be more efficient and put the, really the horsepower, the time and the resources into, um, uh, the human aspect of of either a strategy or a creative or a application to optimize uh, campaigns and and really do a, a better job for our clients,
0: yeah, I think it really is a part of the whole picture that we do as marketers and i I think definitely if you're not already incorporating it into some of your daily routine or, or all of it, I'm not sure, depending on the type of marketing that you do, but digital marketing definitely has a big use for it. Um, definitely jump on that bandwagon sooner rather than later. It won't be too long until we're you know educating other people and on it and incorporating it into other practices other than just marketing. So I think it's, it's super important to focus on it as a tool um, and to just continue to educate and learn and educate and learn. Um, I know that's definitely the approach we take with our clients and it's been successful thus far. And I, I have high hopes that it will continue to, to be in the future.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I, I would just encourage marketers that are listening, you know, share your thoughts. Um, share your your successes and your concerns about uh, the topics we've talked about today about AI and how you're using it. Um, yeah, and and just share it with us and let's start a discussion. You know, and con- continue exploring ways that we can integrate AI uh, for good into our marketing. Um, so, thanks for listening. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna cover this more. <laughs> Probably in our next episode as well, and we're going to drill down a little more. So I'm going to kind of set the table for that. You um, know, there's some there's some interesting, uh, I think, deeper topics that we can we can discuss when it comes to AI. But this was a good start, I think.
0: Yeah, thanks, Tom, for helping us navigate and begin that conversation. And I'm looking forward to the next one for sure.
1: All righty, for the podcast, Adapt and Thrive. Um, thank you for listening. I'm Tom Gallego and, uh, for Mac Robinson. Yes. We're going to sign off and we'll talk to you later.
0: Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of Adapt and Thrive, a survival guide for the modern marketer. If you liked what you've heard, subscribe and drop a comment on what topics you'd like to hear in future episodes. Good luck out there, marketers. Until next time.